The following podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome to Sex Lives, the New York Magazine sex podcast. I'm David Wallace-Wells and with me today, as always, is New York Magazine sex columnist Maureen O'Connor. Hey, Maureen. Hey. And joining us for the last time (laughs) is Allison Davis of The Cut. Hey, Allison. Hello. This is sadly Allison's last podcast with us before she moves on to her next adventure. She's going to be at theringer.com, the new Bill Simmons site. Um, and we're going to miss her so bitterly. We're going to have a really hard time getting over it. Right. Yeah, in morning, we'll be wearing black for a <laughs> I'm going to cover all the mirrors. <laughs> but before we let her go for good, we figured we'd do um, an episode devoted entirely to one of her favorite topics, dick pics. <laughs> You're ready to hear a lot of dick talk. First, we're going to be talking to Maddie Holden, who maintains the Tumblr critique my dick pic. This says you should definitely not open at your office, but I feel like you should definitely open it up wherever you are. It's like, <laughs> how could you listen to this interview without following along? Right. Yeah. We're open also- it on your phone, not your work <laughs> right. computer. Um, we've got a bunch of special Allison-specific voicemails to play you, some of them also on the subject of dick pics, and a few other subjects which callers felt Allison was particularly qualified to offer her perspective on. Um, so, Allison, we're super, super sad to see you go. We're all crying here. But uh, hopefully this episode will sort of make it worth it or something. Yeah. I don't really see any tears, though. I just want to point out to our <laughs> listeners who might think this is genuine. <laughs> no one's I'm fucking crying. crying. I, She's yeah. trying. I think you're trying to make I'm barely. Now. No, I'm barely holding it together right now. All right. <laughs> this is hard enough. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was cruel. Um. But before we get to Maddie and other dick pics, Maureen, we want to talk about your theory about Snapchat as a flirting method. Yeah, so this is a funny thing I've noticed, and I was just talking with one of my girlfriends about it, that I was like, if you notice that on Tinder, it seems like everyone's offering their Snapchats now. And both of us have had more than one time when we flirted with someone who, instead of ever asking for the phone number, they just found us on Snapchat and started chatting there. And so the entirety of the sort of like early dating flirtation, conversation, hey, what bar do you want to meet at? All of it took place in Snapchat. Allison is shaking her head. I don't like that. I was initially kind of against it, but then I realized the beauty of it is that because it all disappears, A, you have like literally just no trace. Like when you like lose interest in each other and you ghost, you literally ghost when you're like Snapchat chatting. Um, You can't be held accountable to anything. And is that liberating like while you're doing it? Yeah, well, at first I was kind of like, I keep forgetting where I'm supposed to go. But then it's yeah. like sort of okay to be like, wait, can you remind me again? But you have to do that in Snapchat too. Yeah. Ugh. But it, I don't know. For me, it's kind of nice also because then like you can't be held accountable for your like dumb drunk flirtations or like the dumb jokes you make early on in the flirtation. Or when someone's like, I already told you that. Then you're like, I forgot. It's gone. I don't know. <laughs> Basically, it's like really low accountability I was going to say, like, dating should have some accountability, right? Like, no. I should be able to make fun of your dumb joke for as long as I want to. I don't, I don't know. know. Literal ghosting. Literal ghosting. I don't like it. Although I have to say I did prejudge each of those guys as kind of juvenile. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like that's like you're a teenager, right? Like, that's how you communicate, like a tween. or. A... I don't know. The tweens have got some wisdom, I've got to say. <laughs> I just find, like, as a medium in general of communication, Snapchat is, like, I don't understand it. Maybe this is just me, like, being kind of an old with this. But, like, someone snaps me and then I have to take a picture of something just to respond to yeah, it. Yeah, you can use like, words. But, you, but, but then you also to... get their snap stream. So you also see their life to a certain degree. So it's like we're chatting in this medium that disappears and it automatically links me to, like, seeing him walking about his daily life. And then very quickly I realize whether I want to be part of that life. I don't want to. I don't want anyone to see <laughs> my. This is too much information all at once. 
Uh, yeah, I guess that's like a lot of information. Yeah. Before you, but like, no accountability. Exactly. This which is, is how I like everything. Awful. Oh my god, we really just found the like glass half empty, half full of Maureen and Allison. It only took us like what a year of the show to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> the way in why Allison and I cannot date. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, you guys god. are breaking up right now. Yeah. Oh my god. It's over. Thank God. No, I'm kidding. Are you going to delete it all? I'm going to delete it all, Allison. No. You're going to move it to Snapchat, so it's already deleted. It's fine. We've been talking about Maureen's Snapchat theory. Next up, we're going to talk to dick pic critic Maddie Holden. So we're joined now by Maddie Holden, creator of the Critique My Dick Pic Tumblr. Maddie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're talking to two of, uh, I think, your biggest fans. Yes. Probably. Yes, probably. Absolutely. I would, like, take a class taught by you if you wanted to teach that at, like, a university or something. Oh, that, yeah. Okay. I'm open to it. Kind of, it could be, like, an art theory class, sort of. I don't know. I'm down. Do you want to start by telling us a little bit about how the Tumblr came about, why you decided to put it together and all that? Sure. So lots of people ask this question and they tend to assume that I did it because I had received so many terrible dick pics that I was just fed up, which is partly true. But the catalyst was actually receiving a really good dick pic from someone who I was seeing at the time. So it was not an unsolicited picture. It was welcome. And I found it jarring to receive um, a, a high quality dick pic and B, a dick pic that was actually welcome. You know, they're, they're normally just thrust at you unsolicited. And because it was so unusual, I thought there's something going really wrong here that this is, you know, that you get so many pictures that you don't want. And on the odd occasion that you get a good one, it's like, what's happening here? So I was joking with some friends about it and we were sort of um, saying we need some kind of public service. We need to just let men know what they're doing wrong and how to take a better picture and the circumstances where it's appropriate to send a picture like this. And so I made it as a joke, basically, like an in-joke among about five friends. And then it blew up. And people aren't afraid, like people were not remiss to pay the $10 fee like, I just thought that was so interesting that you charge and people, do they really pay? Yeah, not everybody has to pay. So, oh, I guess, okay. <laughs> yeah, I get so many more submissions that I could ever review on the site. So when someone submits a picture, they basically enter a lottery. Um, but I was thinking of a way of monetizing the blog, basically. Like, how can I get something back from <laughs> from helping staring, at, staring yeah. at all these pictures all day long? <laughs> and so I came up with the idea of $10 private reviews. Uh, so if you don't want your picture to appear on the website, uh, you could PayPal me $10 and you'll get a private review. So the same thing, but just sent to your inbox, not appearing on the site. Everything Sorry. we see, you've been reviewing, uh, you know, pro bono. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the goodness of my heart. Yeah. yeah. And what are the big lessons you've learned if you were giving a little class at the university? Well, in terms of the sort of technical side of how to take a good picture, the main thing that I constantly repeat is to zoom out a little bit. So I coined the term the log, which is the generic kind of dick pic where the guy just takes a really zoomed in bird's eye view shot of 
just the penis itself with very little surrounding detail. And so I'm constantly saying to people who submit, zoom out a little bit. Let's see some of your other body parts. Um, <laughs> Seems so simple. <laughs> and what it's if, so what... simple, but everybody gets it wrong. So the key is the dick picture will be a selfie with dick, not just a picture of, of a dick, dick from like two inches away. Can you zoom That's out exactly too far it. and show too much environment? Is that a risk? Yeah, well, then it gets a little bit sort of uh, depersonalized, I think. There are some like that where you sort of have to bring out a magnifying glass to see the dick itself, <laughs> which <laughs> which is not a common problem. It's normally the other end of the spectrum, but you could you could do. Sometimes you sort of critique somebody for, like, taking a picture of their dick and the background is, like, a dirty floor. Okay. Or, you know, something like that. You're just like, yeah. Yeah, I received this dick pic once and, like, it, was, it looked like the set of a snuff film and what? Like, he zoomed out <laughs> way too far because i was like what like ram like horrible living room are you living in right now and i was oh, so no. distracted there was like blood everywhere what do you mean by <laughs> snuff yeah what do you mean by snuff film it was just like it was like a, like a very cement heavy room it looked like not like a bathroom but maybe like a garage with this like piles of dirty crap everywhere and like <laughs> it was the most depressing thing i think i still have it on my phone it was the most depressing thing i'd ever seen and i really just when I mean, his dick was out so it reminded did you, me of a snuff film did you reply just to find out a little bit more about the environment i just didn't answer uh-huh. and then oh. uh power move because later he was like hello too far <laughs> anybody there and then sent me a much better one the next oh day. yeah oh you're I'm training sure. them you know what that is that's like that modern love where they're like train men the way you train like a dolphin oh. they're like don't respond when he does something bad it do works. respond when he does something good that worked for dick pics it, it worked turns for out. the dick pic yeah the second hmm. attempt was much better i think sometimes men or everyone is so enamored with the thing they think is special in their picture, like their penis or whatever, <laughs> right. that they forget to notice everything else in the picture. Dude, and you're like, laundry. they're like the dirty, disgusting streaks on the mirror when you're trying to take your selfie. One hundred percent. I think it speaks. 100%. It speaks to what somebody is noticing or not noticing about themselves. Well, that is the thing that distinguishes these photos from other photos is the dick. So you'd imagine it would be natural to like focus yeah. on that. Yeah, I suppose you don't take a picture of your dick all the time. Right. Although maybe you do. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of these guys seem like they really do just all the time. Yeah, Maddie, tell us more about what you've discovered. What is your sort of relationship like with these men who you critique dick pics for? Well, one thing that I discovered immediately is that. Men are remarkably insecure about their bodies, kind of the way women are and that we've always known women are. But perhaps this is one of the few outlets where men can just really vent about their insecurities. And because they submit to a special email address and it's all anonymous and I commit to um, a body positive approach, I'm not going to size shame them, I've found that men are really open about um, their insecurities, not just about the size of their penis, but whether they're too hairy or overweight, you know, those kinds of things. Do you often find that the men that are insecure have reason to be insecure or you think it's unreasonable insecurity? I think the insecurity is disproportionate. Some of these guys send me these quite heartbreaking emails, like I've been so scared to ever get in relationships with women because I feel so hideous and I look at their picture and it's just a regular guy. Aww. You're like, you're, you're totally normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, there's, well, my, there's nothing exceptional whole... about you. Don't worry. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're totally really forgettable. <laughs> you're perfectly average. <laughs> you're so yeah. nice in your response. I'm like looking through some of your responses now and like 
no matter how bad they are, you're just so, like, supportive and kind with your critiques. One thing that I think is really notable to me is that you really don't critique the anatomy itself right. of, like, you have a ugly dick or you have a whatever. I mean, you will sometimes comment on, like, you self-identify yourself as having a big dick, but clearly you've become too enamored with size and you did not complete the picture well. I'm wondering if maybe, just for our listeners, you could read some of one of your favorite entries from, you know, a notable dick pic or your critique. Sure. So... I'll give you a slightly strange entry I got a week or two ago called Looking Towards the Light. And so that's what the the sender titled it. Yeah, that's the subject line of the email, which mm-hmm. is what I use. Yeah. Would you like me to describe the picture? Or yeah, just... that yes, sounds good yeah. first. Yes, paint, paint yeah. us a visual portrait, please. <laughs> give us a visual detailed, dick pic, girl. Please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a, quite an unusual dick pic where there's basically some kind of air vent up in the right-hand corner and the penis itself is just taking up the very bottom left-hand corner. So most of the picture is blank space. So I'm seeing a penis extending into the air amid a blank room with an air vent. Negative space, is that what Negative call space. This? <laughs> yeah. All right. And that's all you can see of this guy. So this is what I wrote about it. This is a strange dick pic sender with a sparse postmodern vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Just as postmodern art tends to attract criticism like, my four-year-old kid could paint that, your picture invites the dick pic equivalent. Not your four-year-old kid, of course, but your (laughs) uncle or chemistry teacher, perhaps. Your picture does evidence some effort and craft, though. There's a deliberate and alarming amount of blank space, jarring angles and framing, and a quietly desolate tone. I'm not quite sure what to do with it, sender, and it almost defies a grade. It's non-erotic and challenging but was clearly thought out and is, at the very least, interesting. And that sets it apart from most dick pics. Thank you for submitting to critique my dick pic. Your dick pic gets a B. Do you think that this oh, guy like really read that good. and was like, wow, she really gets me. <laughs> yeah. Desolate. Is this guy single? He sounds great. I know, I'm actually really into this one. <laughs> Did you hear back from him? No, I don't tend to. I don't tend to hear back, which is great, because I thought I'd get a lot of pushback from guys who got bad grades, but they tend to just take it on the chin. I think perhaps because they try to be quite kind about it. Um, Sometimes men will say, thank you so much for my A grade, but that's about it. Is there an angle that you think works best or do you think that different, different dicks deserve different approaches? What's your, what's your philosophy? I don't think either bird's eye view or worm's eye view are particularly good. Oh, worm's eye view. view. Oh, God. Good. There's a certain genre when the guy just splays his leg wide <laughs> open in front of a mirror yeah, with the dick going that. straight up. I don't love that. And I think the reason yeah. men do that is because they think their balls have an elongating effect with the shaft. But in fact, you're just yes, getting like, a lot of information about a body in that moment. Uh, yeah. But- well, so, so much of the reason that dick pics suffer in terms of their quality is that men are just obsessed with maximizing their size, right? So they're not even thinking about taking a nice, flattering picture. <laughs> they're just trying to say, this is how big I am. I'm not sure that most men would understand that flattering was a different approach than maximizing size. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm trying to yeah. educate them about. <laughs> the work you're doing. Interesting. Do you have an all-time favorite? Yeah, I do. So there was a series I was sent, which I normally don't like, but a guy sent me a series of what were technically dick prints. So that's when you can see the dick, but it's through boxes or jeans or something. So you're not just getting a full frontal 
naked view. But this one was, I, I said in the review, you've made me lose my professional composure because oh. these are so good. Oh. <laughs> he, he's like a, a true dick pic artist. Ooh. And I'll always remember him. We're all like reaching for I our know, phones. I know, we're all reaching <laughs> for our phones right, right now. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so would you say for, for someone trying to improve their dick pic game, perhaps consider a dick print? I, I too find those a little bit more erotic than your average flesh out. I agree. Yes. Yes. It's interesting to think about that generally, just that like something like slightly withheld is actually. Well, it's funny because I think um, more appealing. Yeah. Yeah. Some men, not all, but some men are not as used to the sort of just sexualizing themselves or what it means to sort of play with how sexy or unsexy you are. Because as I don't know, personally, I feel like as a woman who's perpetually sexualized, you're like hyper aware of what's sexy, how much you're revealing, how little you're revealing or like where you are on that scale. Whereas I think sometimes some dudes who just haven't thought that hard about it are just kind of like, all right, penis out. Here we go. (laughs) You like my flesh. Enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, there's, there's such a world of playfulness right. and inventiveness and well, creativity the more we, we objectify them the more they will learn good so, yeah so. we're doing <laughs> that's the what i'm doing, doing the work now yeah. i'm doing, helping with that cause you're doing an important work here <laughs> i'm curious Thank what you. happened to the guy who sent you the fabled first great dick pic that inspired this whole project maddie uh we don't talk anymore <laughs> <laughs> but didn't sure he do... he's doing well <laughs> well he did one great thing at least you'll always have critique my dick pic.tumblr.com because of him. Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> the world thanks him <laughs> oh wait i did have one last question um maddie what is your take on balls oh yeah in the picture not in the picture i think we've had like a lot of like divisive conversations about balls and whether or not they what their role what is. their role is in this world <laughs> I don't think they bring a huge amount to the table and lots of men, I get lots of pictures where men squeeze their balls really aggressively what? and I don't know why they're doing that. <laughs> so I tend to sort of say, hey, maybe not like that. <laughs> lighten you... the grip. Yeah, lighten the grip and don't, don't make the balls themselves such a feature maybe. <laughs> Interesting. Do you have thoughts about vagina pictures or I don't know what other terminology we'd want to use because obviously not literally vagina that'd be really difficult to photograph yeah vulva pics maybe but yeah or just Um, various female naked pics so I get asked quite often could you please make a sort of female equivalent or yeah and I feel like that's the entire rest of the internet (laughs) <laughs> I feel like point. I've cornered a little um, area which wasn't being explored. It's like you were just saying, you know, men don't really get told how to present themselves erotically. And I think women get told that from day one, you know, this is how to make yourself as sexy as possible. So that might be someone else's project. I think I'm going to stick with dick pics. <laughs> it's sort of become my accidental calling, I guess. Oh, phenomenal. We are so glad you found your calling, Maddie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thank, thank, you. thank you for your public service. You're welcome. <laughs> and thanks for coming on. Thanks a lot. As part of our fond farewell to Allison, we want to feature some voicemails that she's uniquely qualified to answer. Yes. <laughs> You're really like settling into the guru seat here. I know. I'm like uh, I'm rubbing my hand. You guys can't see anything I'm doing. Never mind. But you're very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited. Here's the first one. Uh, hi, this is a message for Allison Davis. I was 
sort of curious when you're sending a dick pic, um, if it's like better or worse to send a hard picture or a flaccid penis. I don't know what's more offensive or what's more titillating. Uh, I'm gonna go with never send a flaccid dick pic. What's the what's the point? The point is to get some form of arousal out of me or to like to show off the goods in a way that's gonna make me want to get on them. So I would say a hard picture only. I think that there is space for a flaccid dick pic if it's more of a like body shot and it's sort of like the body in repose or standing. Although the key is every time you get a dick that's <laughs> theoretically flaccid, it's like half hard. That's because everybody's like no one's you know, going full. The the downward pee. pointing dick is not like fresh out of cold water ever. That's always like, baby, that's just how I look when I'm around standing. <laughs> yeah, if it's flaccid it needs to be a pretty big dick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. A big flaccid dick or like a halfway there dick. Right. I think there's wisdom to the half chub dick. I, I would go half chub or hard, but never fully flaccid. I think that's just kind of sad. Unless you've got like an amazing, you know, like a, you really want to do the body like a Roman statue. Ah, uh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> but, so basically, if you're built like a Roman statue, <laughs> then feel free to send a flaccid dick pic. But as Maddie would say, anything you want, if you look like that. As Maddie would say, you really have to zoom out in you that really situation. Have to zoom out, yeah. You and make sure out. your bedroom is clean. All right, let's do number two. My question is this. Is the dick pic always supposed to be the dick onto itself with no face? Or if you do the full body reveal without a dick per se? Meaning, how how much am I trying to hide the face or the dick? Because it's always a way, it's a balancing game that I really don't know how to sort out. Maybe you can help me with that. Um, He was definitely drunk, huh? <laughs> um, gee, that's a good question. Um. I think it's all about variety, personally. Yeah, like, I if agree. you're going to send multiple, maybe you'll send your face. I mean, it's hard to get your dick in your face in the same picture. Yeah, I just think it's impossible. You have to be really impossible, out. right? Well, one's going to suffer. Like, you can't be so far away that dick has no well, impact, then you, as we learned from Maddie. Yeah, well, then you'll be like a mirror type picture. Right. Um, I would say it's not necessary to have them both in the same shot. Also, for your own protection, you probably don't want to include your face that often. Yeah. Unless you're in a like, long-term would say, committed relationship with someone who won't email it around to their friends. Because people will send them to their friends almost immediately. Will they? I definitely will. I only show my face if I'm looking really hot in it. <laughs> so always then? Is that the... Oh, Allison. Oh, don't leave me. <laughs> Let's move on to number three. Hey, Allison. I heard you're leaving the Sex Lives podcast, and we're sorry to hear you go. But here's a quick mystery to leave you with that maybe you can shed some light on. It's been plaguing me for years. So I'm out at the club with a friend of mine. We're there just to hear the music, not even to meet girls. And this beautiful woman starts walking very purposefully towards me. Now, I'm a big believer in the power of the unknown, so I I don't know what's going to happen. She walks right up to me and takes her backhand and slaps me across the face. And it wasn't even really a slap. It was with her forearm. Like, I felt bone against my cheek. And it was jarring, and everybody around me reacted, as you might expect they would. She storms out of the club as if I had just done her wrong, or maybe she had seen me do something bad previously, but I had never met this woman in my life. Rather than accost her and run after her and question her motives about why she did this, I decided that it would just be best for everyone to let her go, not cause a scene, and not get kicked out of the club myself. But I've wondered... For years, what might have she been thinking? Why did she slap me in the face? So, any thoughts? Uh, was there a bachelorette party in the club that night? It was like, it's like 
a standard checklist item for those like bachelorette scavenger Go hunts. Go backhand man. And slap a man <laughs> and, and pretend like he's wronged you or pretend you know some guy and like. Have you actually done this yourself? Well, I didn't do it, but my brother's ex fiance like this was on her checklist seriously yeah i didn't know that yeah. jesus i should go to more bachelorette parties they're with ridiculous checklists. like you go to a club and you have all these things you have to do and what else is on like, that list pretend it's like get pretend a guy's a underwear Ooh, uh-huh. like things like that they're all really dumb oh god what determines whether the man is the man who you get underwear from or the man you backhand brutally i guess your friends <laughs> wow allison i'm do it this is amazing, and I'm so sad you're leaving us because you knew the answer to this man's question. <laughs> I hope that helped. I unless, know. unless you just had sex with this woman and forgot. And yeah, she like... I was. I mean, I was going to go for the evil twin theory, ah, but it seems much more logical. <laughs> I'm going with bachelorette party. Wow. Yeah. Huh. It would be great if we could actually find out the answer. I know. If well, you've ever walked up and backhand a man with your forearm in the middle of a club and then ran away, please call in and let us know what you were thinking <laughs> when you did that like a misconnection if you're out there i do have a friend who slaps guys when she's drunk and wants to flirt with them i know yeah. i know a girl who How punches hard? guys like, pretty, hard enough that they're kind of like i don't want to flirt with you right yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> thing where you're like sexy slap and they're like no that no, was no, hurt slap that hurt i didn't ask for that <laughs> huh. no slapping. i think i'm gonna say no 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 non-consensual slapping please That's a good rule <laughs> world bachelorette parties I appreciate your gumption, <laughs> your Missandra's gumption, and yet I do question whether that's a wise thing to try to get a bunch of drunk people to do on a wild night, <laughs> Phys- physical assault. Let's do the next one. I have a question. In general, what do you think is more fun, sober sex or drunken, crazy fucked up on alcohol and drugs and whatever sex? Which one do you think is better, more fun? Do I have to answer that? I feel like it's going to reveal way too much about me. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, then I think we know what the answer Obviously. is. Obviously. <laughs> I will say when you've had sloppy drunk sex, you sort of don't know how well it went. And then when you right. have sober sex, sometimes you don't know what's coming. Yeah. Um, and there can be a surprise or things can be better or worse. It can go either direction, I'd say. I'd say that when you've had one type, well, no, if you've had good sober sex, your drunk sex will probably be good, too. If you've had good drunk sex or bad drunk sex, you can't always predict how the sober sex is going to be. But good or bad, if you're drunk enough, like, you can just remember it as good as you want to, right? True. It's a fantasy. So I'm going with drunk sex. You've got a better um, eternal sunshine situation yeah, exactly. going on. And our last voicemail. Allison's last voicemail. All right. So my question is specifically for uh, Allison Maureen. Uh, we hear over and over and over and over and over again the intimate nature of the audio medium, radio, all of that kind of stuff. Um, my guess would be, like lots of people, I listen to your podcast while running or working out with earbuds, and then given the deeply intimate nature of what you talk about, uh, I'm wondering if this is considerably up your, uh, I don't know, your freak factor. By that I mean like the freaks just coming out of the woodwork. You... Uh, talk about frank stuff, which tends to amp up the perception of intimacy. Do Have, have people just been, have freaks like me just been, um, I don't know, knocking down your door? All right, that's all I have to know. All right, thanks, bye. David, are you offended that he assumes no one's knocking down your door? Yeah, he didn't even ask. Well, I just, I mean, it was really like a, he was like asking you about both out on a date, I feel like. Um, you know what? No, I have not, I have not gotten any more freaks than usual. Although I have had friends tell me that they didn't realize how sexy my voice was. And I know. And then like, but then they have a hard time considering it sexy when they remember it's me. So I don't know. Actually, I thought we would get more 
you like freaks coming out at us out of the woodwork. Well, to be honest, I think part of the reason why so many writers and entertainers are enjoying podcasts, you know, is that whatever freaks come from a podcast are like absolutely nothing compared to what happens when like you do something on the internet. Yeah. Um, Because podcasts don't really have a mechanism for like landing in front of audiences who don't want to be listening to them. Right. So in that sense, it hasn't been like bad in that way. I've had a lot of people who like sort of like on the periphery of like they're sort of friends of mine who like then feel like they're super intimate friends of mine because they're listeners to the show you know and it's like I don't even really think I've been like so forthcoming but they feel like they've basically been like watching my sex tapes or something you know it's like (laughs) I guess like your voice has been in their head while they're thinking about about sex sex, yeah which is some sort of now we're a part of a lot of people's sexual fantasies I don't That's think I'm fantasizing fun. necessarily. <laughs> I've got to say, you know, as, it's my last as kind day. as this man was. That? Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. yes, they are fantasizing about Allison. <laughs> it's true. Thanks, caller. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for Allison's voicemail packed farewell tour. Good one. <laughs> A lot of dick stories there. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right, Allison, we're gonna miss you. Yeah. You final words. Uh. I don't know. No bird's eye view dick pics, please. (laughs) (laughs) Nor worm's eye. Nor worm's eye. (laughs) Uh, Before we go, a reminder that you can always reach us at 646-494-3590. And that's it for Sex Lives. Sex Lives is produced by Sam Dingman. Thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. See you next week, and thanks for listening. 